Hello, and welcome to Mindful You at Naropa, a podcast presented by Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host, David Devine, and it's a pleasure to welcome you. Joining the best of Eastern and Western educational traditions, Naropa is the birthplace of the modern mindfulness movement. Hello. Today, I'd like to welcome Kelly Watt to the podcast. Kelly is the Senior Director of Marketing and Admissions. She is also a wonderful singer and a dog lover, and she is also my lovely boss. So thank you for joining me today. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Awesome. So today is quite a special day and or a special podcast. It is. We are celebrating our one-year anniversary with Mindful You. Go go team. Go Go team. Go you, David. Go all of us. So you and the team had a really good idea to turn the tables around. That's right. And interview me. Uh oh. I know. So how are you feeling about that? A little nervous. (laughs) But I feel I feel really good. I think um I think it might be interesting to explore this topic, but it's also interesting to explore the entity of the podcast and just talk about some cool stats and facts and just kind of engage the audience. I'm curious what other people have to say as well. Great. So with that said, Kelly's going to take over. She's going to take my place. I'm going to take the role (laughs) of interviewee. I hand it off. Oh, okay. Wow. This feels big. I'm taking the reins over. Mindful you. (laughs) You can do it. I can do it. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, first of all, just thank you so much for, well, letting me do this and be in this space with you because yeah. I feel like that feels really special and important. So I appreciate that. Oh. And also thank you for rocking this out for the last year. I'll say it again at the end, <laughs> but I just want to make sure that I start up front with the impact of this work that you've done is incredible and quantifiable because we're going to brag about it later. But just to say... Yeah. We really appreciate you. Cool. Thank and, you. And so does your audience. Yay. Yay. All right. So we're going to dig in. David, tell yeah. me a little bit about how you got here. Ooh, how I got to Naropa? Yeah. Or... Well, wherever you want to start. You know, you can start with birth okay. if you want, or we can we can fast forward a little bit. But how you got to this point. Okay. All right. Well, I was born <laughs> near LA, near okay. LA area. I grew up and raised in California. I was really interested in a lot of things growing up, just a very curious little being and started music and all this crazy stuff. And then how I got to Naropa was a long time ago, I was at a wedding and I met this person and this person was a very free spirited person. And I was on sort of on the edge of doing that. Mm. You know, we're all dressed up as wedding attire. I'm in my tuxedo and this person is just like, let's go walk to the beach. And I'm like, all right. So we go to the beach and all of a sudden I'm like swimming in the ocean with my tuxedo <laughs> and I'm, I'm having this like kind of beautiful moment staring at the stars and moon just like what am I doing like this is crazy and I feel so free right now and this person's named Elizabeth and she looks at me and she's like you're gonna go to Naropa because she is a grad of the Naropa program and mm. I was just like, I don't even know what that is. Like, whatever. What is you know? an Europa? <laughs> yeah. And at the time, I was 26, 27, and just working in reality television, MTV, like, California stuff. Yeah. But 
I didn't know how to filter that. And then I went home and I researched it and it looked like something I wanted to do. And then it took me a year and I came to Naropa. And when I was here, I studied interdisciplinary studies. I got a degree in INTD, interdisciplinary mm -hmm. studies with music, visual arts, and religious studies with a focus on Buddhism. Wow. Ever since then, I've worked here. So I've worked here for about eight years now. We just kept you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful place and I'm used to like sitting in traffic and I walk to work every day for the last eight years and my life has shifted so much. I've learned so much here and I guess like that's the fast forward version, right? That's great. <laughs> that's a great fast forward version. You always have such a, I mean, of course it's the same story and I've heard it before, but your how you got here story is one of my favorites of all the Naropa students and yeah. alumni I've talked to because I just, you know, like tuxedo in an ocean. Yeah, that's yeah. the moment where you're like, I'm ready to do this. I'd do that again, too. We're far away from an ocean, though. <laughs> but I bet if you go back to L.A., you can relive it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And be where you are now mm -hmm. and have that moment, which is, yeah, big, profound change, I would imagine. Yeah. Ten years of Naropa. Oof. Getting close. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me about what your role is here now. Okay. I've had a couple roles here. I started in the production crew, so working with audio, lights, sound, working events. And then from there, I ended up archiving. So anything that we film, I put into the archive. And then from there, I ended up working for the marketing department because the marketing team is the one that archives stuff. And then I learned how to do video and photography and just audio editing. I'm a musician, so audio editing is like a huge part of my life outside of Naropa. So I just had all these like multiple skills, hmm. squished them together, started making all the videos for YouTube. Right now, my title is multimedia manager. And so I run the podcast. I edit the podcast. I make all the videos for YouTube. I do all the archiving. I do some photos and I do all the video editing. So just a lot of media properties that's a lot say. of that's a lot of media can you tell the audience that those that don't know about my favorite video that you have made that you always are making do you know which one i'm talking about is it the sparks no video? no it's right outside it's right outside it's right outside our door right out here i'm confused and you take well you it's, it's a <laughs> photography project as well so it's the multimedia right oh the yeah. tree the tree oh i love that i'm video. a creature of habit <laughs> So what she's talking about is we have the largest, three of the largest sycamore trees on our campus. Mm -hmm. And they're just just trees filled with like huge amounts of energy and love. And everybody that goes in Europa just loves this tree. It's, it's freaking huge. Mm -hmm. I just started taking photos of it. And then it turned out that I started taking a photo of it every single day. And now it's been two years that I've yeah. been taking of every single photo, even when it's cold. Like it's super cold outside and... <laughs> You can see my footprints in the snow of like where I stand every day. And there's like, I line up with a flag and then like this really discolored board of the wall. Yeah. That's yeah. how I triangulate where I am every time. So I've been taking photos of this tree for two years straight every single day. And you've made it into, there is a video, yeah, right? Yeah. So we have a video. Yeah. It's, it's a, a time lapse. Mm -hmm. oh. It's a time lapse of one year. And once winter passes this year, then I'm going to make another one of two years. Yes. So I love this video. You all <laughs> should go check it out. It's amazing and just warms my heart. Yeah. And they are really beloved trees. They're pretty spectacular. Yeah. I think they're, I know one of them is supposed to be the largest sycamore west of the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So that's like, it's a thing. They're yeah. huge. 
Yeah, they're huge. All right. Okay, what do we got next on our list of things? Oh, so what do you do outside of Naropa? Ooh. Yeah. How do you become activated in your life outside of How here? do I become activated in my life? I do a lot of different things outside of Naropa. First off, I'm a professional DJ. So I drop bass music, electronic bass music in Denver and Boulder all the time. I also do this thing called ecstatic dance where it's a drug-free, alcohol-free place to go to just dance, to feel what you feel. And there's like this form of like bringing the energy up, living it high, and then bringing it down. And so people just dance wildly. Kind of reminds me of Naropa. It's just like free form, <laughs> yeah. self-expression. I'm also a drummer. I've been drumming for 20 years a long time so anything music I do I also work music festivals I'm a stage manager I run live sound I also have my own electronic music that I write I write it under hieroglyph so that music that you hear in the intro mm -hmm. that's my music that I wrote oh, uh, that's yeah. a cute little song I call crystal sandbox <laughs> so if you go to like hieroglyph dot com and go to soundcloud you can actually like download it for free okay have fun um and it's higher glyph not hiro h-i-g-h-e-r glyph ah, okay dot com and then i also do freelance video photography audio work and i'm in a couple music collect there's a ton of stuff i do i do a ton of stuff you do yeah do you sleep is no. sleeping a part of no okay no. i didn't think so yeah i mean the magic comes out at night <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you got a lot going on. I mean, but it also all sounds really, um, I mean, it is a lot, but it feels like you were really fulfilled by that. Like, is that yeah. uh that keeps you going in your life? You yeah, know? I would say so. Bass music, electronic music is just this huge thing in my life. I go to a ton of concerts and I'm really into sound design. So how to manipulate the frequency of sound and how it registers within the body. So I feel like there's this movement of people who can do things that you can't do 10 years ago because yeah. of computers, because of technology. And so I'm really interested in sound. And there's a lot of healing components within sound. Like the chakras all have frequencies, the solfagio tones, cymatics. So mm -hmm. understanding how the wave can be manipulated for healing purposes because we feel things through waves, we hear through waves, we see through waves. Everything is a wave. The primordial wave of healing mm. is kind of what I, I like to investigate. So I'm just drawn to that. Wow. Yeah. How is your relationship? I mean, you studied music here at Naropa, <clears throat> and then you were saying like the last 10 years has been really impactful because of just how the technology has changed in mm -hmm. that environment, right? So like, how has your training at Naropa and your relationship to music changed I don't know, like your work now and like Ooh. with the technology that's evolving also at the same time. Yeah. Well, back in L.A., I wasn't so much of a DJ. I started DJing a couple of years before I left. Mm -hmm. But I was in a band. I was a drummer in a band and we were kind of like an emo screamo band. It was called <laughs> In Memory. Aww. And, you know, we, we kind of did it. We were almost signed to Sony Interscope Records and, you know, we we're like getting cool and selling out the whiskey a go-go and in Hollywood when I was still in high school. It was like really cool moments, but that chapter finished and then I moved here and then the music just really picked up because the scene in Boulder and Denver is so different than L.A. because in L.A., 
I don't feel like the musical opportunities would have arisen mm. if I was still in Los Angeles because there's this community-based feeling. There's this, uh, how do you call it? Like I call it temple dub. So uh, what I mean by that is music that has a psychedelic bass heavy electronic sound design component with world music so you're going to hear like sitars and tablas and congas and just hand pans very spacey instruments and I don't really know if that's in LA yeah I mean I could be wrong but there was just a lot more opportunity here and during my education at Naropa I did a performance on the five elements, which is an I Ching divination book. Mm. And so I made music per element, which is there's five. And within that, I had to write a 35 page paper. <laughs> I've never had to investigate music on that level and to understand why I was doing music. I've always just played music. And now I had to write why I'm doing it. Yeah. And that was the first time I've ever had to go deep into the music and so Naropa allowed me to consciously dissect what I was doing in the moment and not just have the moment I could intellectualize it for other people to understand what's happening right yeah and looking at it in that critical way has that changed I mean obviously you're probably not going to write a 35 page paper for every one of your no, compositions now yeah. yeah you're like I'm all set <laughs> But to have had that critical foundation and inquiry at some point, has that ever like kind of come back as you're composing music now where it's like, or is it just like, hey, that was a cool exercise and it laid the foundation? Like where does that play in now? I would assume it's a little bit of both because when I'm writing music, I could have that knowing of what's going on of like, ooh, if I was writing a paper, what would that sound like? What Mm. would my explanations look like? Yeah the theory behind it so I try and write that into the composition I would say all right so but yeah I don't know I'm not a paper writer (laughs) but I know how to but you did exactly yeah well and David kind of alluded to this at the beginning but I have a background in music so we have this in common although we have very different backgrounds in music but it's really you're like an opera singer yeah I'm like yeah well I I used to be yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I have two degrees, but they're both in, you know, classical training. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to hear your perspective because it's so different than mine, but also so amazing. It's like really well-founded to hear why it is that you do the work that you do. So it's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, are there other things that like, because I feel like you are a man of many interests, you know, that you got a lot. All right, well, there, I mean, do you want to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. All right, let's well, do it. Let's um, go deep. When I was really young, I was really interested in spirituality and religion. So before I was 14, I almost became like eight different religions. But when I turned 21, uh-huh. I found Buddhism. And what I realized is spirit is within. Hmm. So I didn't have to go to church and like kind of hear some stuff I kind of get, kind of don't get. What I've realized is like we all have self-healing mechanisms within us and we just need to learn how to activate them and or find them within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we have the capability to find spirit all the time. Here's a little idea that I like to do. Like one day I was watering my garden Mm -hmm. and what I've realized is rainbows exist all the time rainbows never not exist rainbows are always there and rainbows have this like really good fluffy heartwarming kind of feeling right yeah so i was watering my garden and as i moved the water the sun was shining i kind of looked at an angle 
and then I noticed there was a rainbow kind of coming out of the water. And then I moved my head and the rainbow was gone. But what I realized was the rainbow's not gone. I just changed my perspective. So by changing perspective, you can always find what you need. Oh. You know what I mean? So it's like you always <laughs> find the rainbow, David. That's <laughs> so wonderful. Like quantum mm. I'm really into quantum physics. I'm really into like how particles collide and like the little movements they make. I'm not a mathematician or anything, but I'm really into like sacred geometry, sound healing, Eastern philosophy, the I Ching, samurais. Samurais are just they're just straight up badass. They never make a wrong decision because they're always based in love and truth. And if you can root yourself in those and you can make decisions, you're never going to make the wrong decision, even if it is a hard decision. So that's something I really like is to move forward and like just honor at all times. That's not easy. But right. if you're trying to do it, things will show up. And I'm really into like magic and synchronicities and just fluffy stuff. I, I love it's animals. Not, I and- don't think it's fluffy. <laughs> well, the animals might be fluffy, but I don't think the yeah. becoming an enlightened soul, that's like that's some serious work and yeah. awareness. And yeah. Yeah. But now you can talk about the cute animals if you want to. I too. love puppies yeah. and I love kitties. <laughs> I'm in anything that's like fluffy. I, I think I got it from my mom. I just melt. I'm just like, oh, my God. Just like, ugh, just a weirdo. Oh, yeah. You tender heart. My friends see me around dogs, and they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're both and. You're tough and you're soft. I feel like there's that. There's both. That's like that, you know, I mean, you were talking about it. I mean, what Naropa does, I think, is to help us figure out, like, that we have basic goodness and to uncover that. And, you know, and it can sound hokey or fluffy, right? Like, of, like, I was inside of you all along, but it really is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you bring that every day. I mean, I see David every single day at work. Every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not as often as the tree sees you, but I see you pretty often. (laughs) And, you know, that you show up like that with that warriorship, that level of that every single day. I know. Okay. Right? I'm going to go there. I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that that just speaks to you growing and evolving as a person in the world all the time. And with that, actually, that I think brings me to how the project of the podcast of Mindful You got started, (laughs) right? How we got to this point Uh and like, and also how that has changed, moved your own evolution and growth. But let's start with like the basics of like, okay, how, how did we come up with this idea? Yeah. So about a year ago, yeah, like two days ago, a year ago, <laughs> yeah, we're having a marketing meeting like we always do. And the idea is to spread the word of Naropa because Naropa is like known around Boulder, but is it known in Montana, Minnesota, Texas? Like, right. are we known around the United States? Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. Other than our digital properties of YouTube and the website, like how else can we reach out? with our blogs and stuff. So the team decided, what about a podcast? You know, oh, these are cool things to do. And I was stoked. I was like, word, work with audio, talk to people. Right. I like to investigate interesting intellectual conversations with people. So I sort of raised my hand in the team and I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I'm a musician. I know how to edit audio really well. And I know how to run gear and I feel like my mind is mildly creative and I'd like to speak to people. And so they're like, all right, let's try it out. And so we moved forward and created all the things to do it. And my first interview was with Chuck Leaf, the president of Naropa. No who, pressure. Uh, no you two pro- are buds though. Come yeah, on. Chuck's yeah, cool. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah. I know him. He always, whenever I'm around on campus, he just says hi to me and, you know, we just high five and say what's up. Yeah. But Like you do. 
<laughs> yeah. And I would say that's how it started. It was just, it was so harmless and it was just such a trial run. Right. Yeah. We didn't have any expectations, you know, but when no. we, when we did start, I think the original idea was, oh, we're going to make it, um, so that you were going to interview primarily faculty at Naropa yeah. and it was going to be like that basically faculty would almost do a mini version of a class, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was like, oh, we'll start. And that was the idea. And we thought we won't run out of faculty forever. There are lots of classes <laughs> here. And we were like, that'll be an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's changed so much. I mean, yeah. I feel like that lasted about three episodes, maybe, maybe longer. <laughs> yeah, it's changed and it hasn't changed. Because what I do is I like to offer to the person that I'm going to interview what they want to talk about. Like what excites you? Mm. Because excitement tells a story. Excitement draws interest. So if people are interested in something, other people are going to want to listen to that. Or not. I don't know. Right. No, because it's engaging, but, right? Yeah, I mean, people are into yeah, it. There's certain topics people like to explore and listen to. And it's just really interesting to kind of see how it all evolves. And it started turning into interviewing the special guests. So when we had special guests come and guests teach Mm -hmm. and or are here to do a presentation and we have some really cool people come here some very cool people who are working with mindfulness with consciousness with contemplative pedagogy so all these different things they are doing in their life and they come here to showcase that then we ask them if we could talk to them so we've interviewed some really cool people and we've talked to someone about a conscious music festival yeah, you know, right? Paul Bassis, yeah. who is actually a friend of mine, and I work for that music festival. That's how we got him. Yeah. But Naropa was working with him. And then Higher Life Foundation, mm-hmm. where they're working with inner city kids, teaching them meditation and just like all these contemplative practices. They're like crushing it. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing amazing stuff. Lama Rod Owens, just bringing the mm. disruptive Dharma and Angel Kyoto Williams. They changed my life. They straight up changed my life and taught me Buddhism work is not sexy. It's work. You got to do the work. If you're in spirituality to feel good, that's great. But feel good. The work is like diving deep into the shadows and figuring that out. They gave me chills just talking to them. Yeah. Well, I felt like that was such a turning point. And that was back in March, I think. Because both Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams and Lama Rod Owens were both here Mm -hmm. as part of the Lens Foundation Mm -hmm. event, right? And so she was introducing him. We managed to get both of them to come and do individual podcasts, which is awesome. Yeah. From my point of view of watching you and your work and just how you're approaching it, that seems like such a huge, I don't know, a transitional like moment for you. Totally. Yeah. Lama Rod was the pinnacle moment of like, oh shit, something's happening here. Yeah. Because I remember staying up all night, like watching all his videos, because that was the first special guest person. No pressure again. Yeah, no No pressure. No big deal. And... (laughs) He was super cool. Everyone I've interviewed is super cool. And he, he like nudged Angel and was like, hey, you should talk to this person. This person is holding some space for us to speak. Yeah. And they dropped some amazing knowledge and they, they have such a unique perspective on Dharma. You know, Angel is one of the first women of color who's queer to be initiated in the Zen tradition. That's so amazing to yeah. me. And she's speaking the word. Right. And I love that. And she comes here pretty often. Like she's part of the family of Naropa. Yeah, she was a Lens Foundation speaker as mm-hmm. well several years ago. And yeah. so I think for her to come back and to bring, well, I don't know that she brought Lama Rod, but I mean like she introduced him. So it felt like an ushering in of this yeah. new person to hold that work with her. Mm-hmm. They're just 
Oh, that's so incredible. Yeah. How does that feel to get like La Mirade stamp of approval and like, hey, <laughs> hey, it feels good. this guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. I love it. So you, you talked about this a little bit, but how do you prepare for the real people you interview? Not me because I'm interviewing you, but you know, for everybody else when you're preparing, because you've interviewed such a wide range of people from yeah. faculty to yeah. alumni to like these special guest artists that we have that are a pretty big deal. How do you prepare for someone like... Like, let's say, like, one of the more recent ones was Richard Miller, right? Yeah. I know that that was kind of... Super cool dude. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that kind of just... We started doing this thing where we're like, oh, every special guest that we're going to have, we're going to try to get them to come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he sort of fell on our laps. But, yeah. like, how did you prepare for something like that with him? Hmm. Well, so we've done 45 podcasts now. This is, like, 46 or 7, depending on how many we haven't posted yet. Right, yeah. But I'm starting to see an outline and a flow happen Because first off, I'm curious what I think the audience is curious about. Because most of the time, they might not know this person and or they do know it and they just like the topic. They're like, who is this person? Qualify yourself. You know what I mean? And then after that, it's like, what is the work you're doing? And then after that, I get into the nitty gritty. Like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. And then after that, it's the like sort of outro vibe. And within that, there's a lot of. I feel uh, like outro vibe is total David <laughs> speaks. So you may need to clarify what outro vibe is. Outro vibe <laughs> to me means how does someone follow you deeper? What's the website, the work you're doing? For instance, Richard Miller, he does IRS Yoga Nidra. Mm-hmm. So he's working with PTSD people and teaching them meditation and techniques to deal with this thing that they have and Mm. and or coping with so he's doing the really good work and if someone's interested i'm like okay well how does someone follow you like do you have an instagram handle do you have a website do you have some audio books or like what is it you know i want to promote the person too because they're showing up for me and giving me their time so I'm really just interested in what people are doing in their lives. Like, how is it we're developing in every single moment to be unique and exquisite, you know? Because if we're not, then what are you doing? Also, David says something (laughs) like that every day. Y'all, this is not just for this podcast. I feel like I hear you say something so close to that sentence every single day. And it's just like such a representation of how you live your life. It does feel really good. I just want everyone (laughs) to know the real David, real D Divine. They'll never know. They're getting to know more. Um, let's see. Oh, wait. I don't think we need to know. You are qualified to do a podcast. Um, what, what are the qualifications for a podcast? Well, for like you to be a host. I mean, yeah, the, the answer is, you is David talk Divine. A lot. You talk a lot. You and ask engaging it. questions. One thing I have noticed about doing the podcast mm-hmm. is people listen. People are listening. You know, I see the numbers on the back end. I see the stats and all that. Oh, it's yeah. Let's do very, some of the bragging. Let's it's do, very interesting. I want to hear that. Um, So what I've noticed is like when we're speaking, like my mind has shifted in such a way that I want to make all knowledge available to anyone who's listening. So when someone's saying something and they use Naropa language, I'm doing air quotations. You can see that. They felt it. (laughs) Like when they do the, "Mm," you know, this Mm -hmm. like warming, loving, grab my heart space center. Like, oh, that's so cute. You know, I'm actually curious how does one speak in such a way that everyone can digest the information? So when someone's saying something and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Unpack that, dive deeper into that. We have a language here. So yeah, Yeah, there's so much. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I mean, obviously you're here with the marketing team, but that's something that we deal with across the board is like the translation of Naropa because we do totally have our own lingo and it's kind of weird because you know, 
Naropa, but also to make it so that it is translatable so that this, the work, because I think it's so important, right? Like the work that you're doing, the people, the voices that are being heard Mm -hmm. to have a platform to be heard by people all over the country and the world, you know, to have that, the accessibility of that work. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's come a long way because I just felt like a kid in the corner that like had a couple microphones. I was using my own gear when we first started, you know, because I am the audio nerd. I had my <laughs> own microphones. I had my own cords, my headphones. I was using my own gear. And there was this moment where you came up to me and you're like, hey, I see what you're doing. And uh, do you need anything? And I was like, oh, God, thank you for yeah, asking. Let's like, get you some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's make this a thing. Well, yeah. Can you talk about sort of your favorite, I can't believe this is happening moments? Ugh. It could be like good and bad. <laughs> It's both and because it's Naropa. Oh, man. So, I mean, I would just say the people I've interviewed, it's just like, oh, wow. Angel Kyoto Williams, Lama Rod Owens, Hunter Lovins, Higher Life Foundation, Ali Ottman and Andy, Krista Tippett. That was a huge... I don't know how we did that. Thank you so much, Naropa. (laughs) She's a podcaster and she has On Being podcasts. And that just felt really cool to sit with her and interview her. That was a really exciting moment. Hmm. C.A. Conrad was a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. He's a traveling teacher, writer, poet, just super amazing dude, writes amazing poetry, has a crazy life story, and just is intentional about everything. It's kind of amazing. I just interviewed Hunter Lovins, Richard Miller, Fanchin Cox. There's so many people. A lot of the faculty here I looked up to because I went to school here. So it's really interesting to interview people that I was in a class with. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You have this like dual relationship with them, right? Yeah. From yeah. where and also a historical one. Like you started with them maybe ten years ago and mm-hmm. then and now you're interviewing. Now them. look at us. Now look at what we got. <laughs> look at us. That's so great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm also thinking too that as you started out and it was kind of like, hey, let's just try this and see if this works for as we were starting Mindful You, yeah. you were recording in some places <laughs> that okay. were maybe like a little what? <laughs> yeah. So when we first started out, there was a couple times where we had to record just in, just get the content, you right. know, sort of vibe. I remember this one place I did it with Ian Sanderson and we were talking about like wilderness survival and just like spatial awareness and readiness of engaging in the world super amazing dude we went to some warehouse and we just like did it in this really cold warehouse and during winter and we just like set up the microphones on some boxes <laughs> and we're sitting on chairs that were kind of broken kind of not because he was in this space that was in transition and it was in his like dojo studio i'm just like wow Look at only if the people actually saw the space we were in. Yeah. And I've done them in closets. <laughs> I've, I've done them in just like dark rooms. And I don't necessarily have a place to do it. And so my gear is always portable. So I can go. To, I've actually been to a lot of teachers' houses because mm. they feel really comfortable at their house. And I'm yeah. like, as long as we have like a safe space and a place that I can plug my stuff into, I will go anywhere. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been some places that you don't get to see. Yeah. You just get to hear. You get to hear it and feel the vibe of those boxes. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mics are on. But we've come so far. For instance, here's some stats, right? Yes. We are super close to breaking 60,000 downloads. Wow. We w- just hit 50, I feel like. I blinked and we just hit 50. I know, and right? And now we're... We, we, Thanks, y'all. We made a little thing about 50 and we're just super close to 60. It's exponential. Yeah. It's exponential. And I think that was before Christmas came out and that one kind of like bumped us up a lot. But to me, that feels like a lot. I wasn't even sure this was going to be a thing. Now it's like the thing I do. Yeah. You know? So it's shifted. We get about 1,400 downloads per episode. Average per episode. And then we get 5,000 a month. Right. Because right now we're churning out an episode a week during every two months. That's another 10K that like people listen. And what I'm really interested in is I want to keep interest to the people that keep listening and i also want to keep interest to the people who find us so because we have 45 podcasts if someone just finds us they have like a huge amount a whole library of yeah. topics and so they can just people. explore and there's so many topics we've investigated things on herbal healing music conscious music festivals sense perceptions consciousness mindfulness sustainability poetry and creative writing so many diverse topics are happening mm-hmm. and it's like yay and what, they, what's this week about? Yeah, and they all sit within this foundation of like Naropa is the foundation of all of that type of work, all yeah. that varied stuff, which is so incredible to have this place to be able to to showcase that. Yeah, you're right. It all lives here. This yeah. is all stuff you will find at Naropa. Right. Mm-hmm. And you also find David. He's pretty cool. I'm here, I'm here sometimes. <laughs> you're here sometimes. Yeah, when you're not taking off doing all the things, which you got a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, I take yeah. some time off. I like to go to music festivals. Wait, so I want to hear if there were any topics or guests, because like, I know you prepare a lot Ooh. for every episode, and you prepare a lot for this episode, which I think is really awesome because my job was super <laughs> easy. Thank you, man. But if there were any topics or guests that surprised you, like you had an initial expectation of what it was going to be or how it was going to go and then actually the act of doing this interview and recording Mm. like really shifted were they that kind of took you by surprise or pivoted holistic life foundation so talking with ollie ottman and andy that was the first time i did more than one person and so i had to bring in a bunch of studio gear from my like home studio and i needed like five microphones and a bunch of headsets and I brought all this crazy stuff and just set it up and as I was talking to them I can tell like Ollie he held the space really well and I had this feeling like Ollie didn't like me you know (laughs) I had this feeling he wasn't feeling it you know he just wasn't feeling the podcast that was the first time I felt that during an interview but it turned out he loved the podcast he was loving the conversation Ottman and Andy, I could feel their vibe. They were really into it and having a good time and they were smiling. Ollie was very reserved, but I ended up loving this dude. I ended up loving all of them, but I just wasn't sure if he was digging it. And he ended up like having one of the best interviews, he said. And I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude. Well, how do you, so in the moment like that, I mean, I know this too, as like a, as a performer with an audience, like you can tell when you DJ too, I'm sure it's a similar thing. Like you, you're reading the vibe of the space and the people in the room. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in the middle of a podcast, so granted, this isn't a live recording session, but it is like, how do I get this person back on board? How did you handle that in the moment? Knowing like you had two out of the three of holistic life, feeling it. 
How did you bring him back? Bring well, him in. The thing is, I didn't need to bring him back because he was never gone. Okay. It was just an assumption that I had. Mm. But I would say just relatability. So what I try and do is try to engage and relate and be with the person. And I feel like these are skills that Naropa taught me. So having eye, like well, I'm staring at you right now. We, we're having the eye contact. We're doing the hand movements. We're engaging in the conversation. So being able to show up and not just look at a piece of paper and ask like a really big question about consciousness, blah, 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 mindfulness, whatever it may be. But being able to ask a question that ignites passion within the person that they want to engage in the conversation and my direction is to figure that out what is it that ignites people how can i get you excited if you're excited anyone else listening is going to be excited and that's awesome hmm. let's be excited together yeah about this amazing work i mean just yeah. all of the people all the stories you've heard and been a part of and it's just, I don't know. How does that feel a year in? <laughs> Feels like it went fast. It's kind of hard. We post once a week. And sometimes it's hard to get podcasts. And other times I'm like, I have like so many right now. And it just depends. Some Emotionally, it can be hard. Because I hear a lot of stuff where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I've almost cried a couple times on yeah. air. And, you know, you might get one out of me. But I'm trying to hold it back. There's been a couple times where I've gone home and just cried, just released. Because I've heard some stuff where I'm just like, wow, it's so powerful. And I feel like it's just character development to be able to filter this. And there's been times where I just come home and I'm like, that was fucking badass like <laughs> damn that was such a good conversation and i didn't know about this and now i do and now i'm really into it you know and there's so many things to be learned and just integrate into one's life everyone's so amazing it just keeps going it does you know you're talking about like how like oh i didn't know about that and i learned about it and now that's really amazing and, and i'm gonna like take that and carry it with you like and also that happens to your audience do you ever think Does about it? that? Does that happen to you out there? Well, actually, this is this is good because then we should transition to like, oh, hey, look at you, look at me, you're getting it. So one of the reasons I think that when we had this idea of turn the tables and we interview you for the one year anniversary of the yeah. Mindful You podcast, the idea was also to find a way to be able to engage our audience more actively, like a yeah. year in, to be like, hey. What do you think? How is this impacting you? What do you want to hear? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. So what does cool. that look like for you? How do you want to mm. engage? How do you want to activate How your audience? How does that look like for me? What that looks like is asking the people listening right now, what do you want to hear? What sparks your interest? Because when I'm investigating and researching who to interview i'm actually thinking about what does the audience want i have no idea i have no idea and so we just try and grab a bunch of diverse topics and figure it out and through the statistics that we have with the website that we go through i can sort of see topics become more popular right and it's interesting to kind of notice that so what i want to do is propose to the people listening like comment subscribe let me know what you like let me know what you don't like tell us some topics that you might be interested in feedback is crucial and 
I've gotten a couple feedback, and it's usually from alums mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, I'm listening to the podcast. It's really cool. Good job, you know." But let me know what you want to hear. I'm here for you. I'm here to explore topics that, while you're driving in your car, while you're at home cooking, while you're just doing a run or exercising, whatever it may be, with your earbuds in or you're just listening. Mm-hmm. What do you want to hear? Yeah. What is it that ignites you? You know, as you're so, saying this, it's like, I think that's such a wonderful invitation to give and also a really brave thing to say, to be like, I want feedback. I want to engage an audience because yeah. that, I don't know, can be scary. It can be a little like, <laughs> be kind. David Devine is the nicest yeah, person no, in the be world. Kind. Be kind, but Use also be real. Words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also that as you're engaging them, that I think that there's audience members here that are listening and maybe they're just starting to scratch the surface of this kind of podcast or like the work that we're doing at Naropa. Mm-hmm. But to realize maybe that even though you've encompassed so many different voices and subjects on this podcast, there's so much more that I think, and I think you do too, that oh, like yeah. that can be held by Naropa and by Mindful You. And yeah. like, so if you're out there thinking, well, there's this like really weird thing that I'm into that like nobody else is into, <laughs> whatever. It's like, I think that's the stuff that we want to hear. Like that outlier perspective, the things where mm-hmm. something that is so meaningful to you as a listener, right? That could be felt and heard here. And yeah. 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 I noticed there's a interest when it comes to consciousness, mindfulness, spirituality a lot of people tend to gravitate towards those anything that has like self-help self-development they like that stuff yeah i like that stuff too you know that's where the nectar is yeah the energetic nectar as i like to call it oh the energetic nectar (laughs) i just make stuff up you do and it's great stuff though i'm like down and i'm gonna make a bumper sticker out of that or something (laughs) oh wait one more thing. Wait. Are, aren't we making an email address? Yes, we may, yes we're making hey. right now and by the time this is published. So the way that we would like you to engage, to provide your feedback, to give us your story ideas, to tell David how awesome he is, would be at the email address mindfulu at naropa.edu. So mindful, the letter U, at naropa.edu. Yeah. And we should also probably post that once we get it all up and running. We'll post it in like yeah. the description for the podcast. So you can also reference that. Yeah, we'll Facebook In it, a place. Whatever. We're going to Facebook that. <laughs> We're going to put it out there because we do marketing. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We're going to spread the yeah. word. One thing that I find interesting is I didn't go to school to learn how to podcast. Nobody taught me how to do this. You know, I just listened to a lot of conversations. I listened to a lot of diverse topics and we just kind of went for it you know yeah and I don't know if I'm doing well I don't know if I'm doing good I don't know all I know is that I would love feedback from people you know give me some tips give me some pointers tell me what you like tell me what you don't I feel like feedback is really crucial for the development I'm I want to get better I want to develop Show me how. Hmm. Help. Help. <laughs> Help me. Do you me. hear this? This awesome, <laughs> vulnerable person sitting in front of me here. I'm this down. I'm down to get down. Yeah. I will give you feedback. You're great. <laughs> this work you've done is great. What Yay. you have provided to Naropa University as an institution with this work and also what you've provided to like the world of getting 
Naropa's message and the mission and all the amazing things about wacky, awesome, cool, weird shit that we do here yeah. out into the world, you should be really proud of that, man. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, okay, I'm going to shout out my team because we got to oh, right. we right, we gotta, yeah. we we do the, what is it, the outro what? Outro vibe. We got to do an outro vibe <laughs> of how can you find David in other places. So I just want to shout out my team. We have a couple people that really do help. It's not just me. We have Kelly Watt, who's actually interviewing me now, my <laughs> lovely boss. We have Betsy Pierce, who does all our closed captioning. This girl's on it. I actually never met her. We no, just, you we, just like know each other from afar. We have an email relationship. Yeah. You know, so shout out to you, Betsy. You're going to hear this because you <laughs> write it all down. And then Cassie Smith, who mm. is our brand. What's her Creative title? Brand Creative brand manager. Brand. She's also yeah. my cubicle person she's lives next to me and <laughs> we poke each other a lot and talk about like how we want to move forward in marketing purposes and it's really fun to work with her mm. and then we have billy theme mm -hmm. who does all the posting he makes sure he's on top of it with getting it out there so if it wasn't for him you probably wouldn't get it that's so true that is true he makes sure that allowing everyone for it to be available and so that's our team like we got a pretty tight solid yeah. crew behind this yeah, it's so, a good team. Thank you to everybody. Oh, oh man. Okay, so where can people find out more about you and your awesome stuff that you do? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, I write my own electronic music under Temple Bass, and yes. I go by Higher Glyph. So H I G H E R G L Y P H music dot com. Okay. You can check out my website. All my music's free. Yeah. Just download it. I'm also the professional DJ thing, but I don't post anything. Just because SoundCloud doesn't like doesn't DJ like stuff. Do but stuff. I DJ okay. a lot around Boulder and Denver. Yeah. And then I also do a bunch of freelance video, video editing, photos, audio editing. And I'm willing to podcast with anybody else too. So if cool. you go to David, D-A-V-I-D, dash divine, D-E-V-I-N-E dot -E com. That's my website. And you can check out my stuff. Cool. And just see what's going on in my world. I think that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep track I of all your stuff. I post a bunch of stuff on Instagram about puppies and <laughs> cats. <laughs> but if you want to get in touch with David, uh, anything that has to do with this. If you want to email me at Naropa. Yeah, yeah hit up the mindful you at naropa.edu. Um, should I is, give him my email? No, we're not going to do it, man. Right. No, I, I would like. We're hit gonna, me up at mindful you. Yeah, that's right. Hit you up at mindful you. Yeah. What else do we need to talk about? We good? How do you end this thing? It's an outro vibe. I don't know how to do an outro vibe. Uh, First time host, mm, clearly. I just pretty much say what I said in the beginning. Okay. But with more of a ending. But with more <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. Then I will say <laughs> it has been a pleasure and my honor to get to interview you, David. Oh, thank you so and much. To have you be on the marketing team and part of Naropa and just every single day living your authentic life. That's pretty cool. And I'm so happy that I got to do this and that I'm going to get to hear more from you yeah. as this goes on and we go and move into year two. Ooh. What will that bring? I don't know. Let's find out. Stay tuned. Go Stay listen tuned. to all the episodes. Start with some awesome ones, but then, you know, listen to all of them because there's 40 odd and they're great. And then yes. keep hanging out with us. Give us yeah. some feedback. Let us know how it's going. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you to you, Kelly. You are my fearless boss. Oh. You hold it down. She's a great singer. She loves all the fluffy animals like me. So we kind of like do this weird thing. <laughs> but I'd just like to say thank you for holding space and interviewing me and just allowing the space for us to engage our audience a little bit deeper and to see 
what is on the horizon for this project. And I'm super excited just to continue. There's so much passion with this. I love it. Yeah. So hope you like it too. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, we thank like you. It. We're looking forward to hearing from you all. All right. And we're out. Bye. On behalf of the Naropa community, thank you for listening to Mindful You, the official podcast of Naropa University. Check us out at www.naropa.edu or follow us on social media for more updates.